Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 190, Gladstone School for World Conquerors. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. Uh, this is, uh, this is a little weird, isn't it? It is? Yeah. It is. Uh, for the listener, I don't know if there's going to be much of an audio difference. Uh, I guess there might be the acoustics in this place are a little different. It sounds a little, uh, echoier. Yeah. Echoier. 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 We are, uh, not recording in, uh, Gunner Trash headquarters. No. We, we have, uh, taken a field trip of sorts. Yeah. Uh, we are at my parents' house. <laughs> and here are our special guests. <laughs> hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Oh, how awesome would that be? <laughs> <laughs> and the movie we watched was Pink Flamingos. <laughs> uh, no, my parents are not here. I am, uh, house-sitting. Decided rather than because uh, because I gotta come here and I gotta take care of the cats. Uh, I totally forgot that there is a chiming clock, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a clock. So, oh, so this will go on for a while. Yeah, I, I'm guessing nine more strikes. <laughs> this is weird though. Is it? Are you really going to come? <laughs> There's all night. All right. yeah. uh, we might hear uh, a couple of other chimes at uh, the uh, quarter hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do they have any other like auditory, uh, re- you know, like alarms that go off? Like you know, like uh, the moisture is too low in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might hear uh, the the freezer uh, might uh, shake loose some uh, extra ice cubes. Oh, I love that sound. Uh, it's so relaxing. <laughs> it really is. Um. I got cats. Uh, one of them who is pretty talkative. He might. Uh, I don't think he's going to come out because you're here, right? But uh, he might, and he might make some noise, some meows, and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Um, otherwise, no. I think uh, everything else is uh, pretty silent. The maid is asleep. And yeah, yeah. The, I, I chloroformed her what? and uh, locked her in the that's background. See, that's always a good move, especially when you're recording a podcast. Though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the milling around, trying to find means of escape for sustenance. Uh, so what else was I saying? No, uh, just, yeah, this is, because, uh, yeah, I got to take care of the cats. So uh, uh, usually in the past, you know, we've, uh, like, I've still managed to do the, the podcast at the apartment. But usually, you know... Like, if I go to the apartments, uh, or if I come here, I don't want to leave again to go back to the apartments. <laughs> right. So I usually just go to the apartment straight after work, and then I won't wind up coming back here until, like, 10. And, and the cats know, are all sad, and real, the maid's still awake. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, there is no maid. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do have a cleaning lady, though. She comes in on Friday. <laughs> uh so I figured, uh, you know, well, since I got the laptop uh, just a couple months ago, I figured yeah. uh, we, we can take this fucker on the road. Yeah. 
And uh, so uh, when I uh, brought over all the shit that I was going to need for the week, I uh, packed up all the uh, podcasting accoutrement. Ooh, I love your... Oh, I love it when you speak French, Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we decided, uh, what the hell, let's do this here. Yeah. We're like, you're like Dave Letterman and I'm Paul Schaefer and this is our Ed Sullivan Theater. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, too bad that, uh, well actually we'll be doing next week's episode from here as well. Yes. Uh, forever and ever? Forever here? D- just... Just this week and next oh. week. We're, we're, we're going to go back to the trash hole later. I thought, wait, wait a minute. I mean, it makes sense that you're of the age where you move back into your parents' house forever. <laughs> <laughs> I thought all adult males in, in America at age 35 do that. <laughs> well, I'm not 35 yet. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, I've said it before. I would totally move back in here if I could. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you don't, I will. (laughs) You better hurry. (laughs) I'll just move in with your mom. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) As long as she doesn't pick up any more stray relatives. (laughs) This place is roomier and has alcohol. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, there's three spare bedrooms. Wow. We We both both totally could move in. And bring Joe G as well. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry to hear about his d- divorce. Oh. Uh, I didn't know but, about that. But, uh, you know, we'll be there for him. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, at, uh, we're at my parents' kitchen table. Uh, this is where I ate breakfast with my dad every day for, uh, 20-some years. Aww. <laughs> is and, this uh, where you, like, read Marmaduke and ate Cheerios? Upside down. Yeah. Because he was always reading the paper, oh. and I learned how to read upside down. Ah. Oh. And, uh, it was, uh, usually Frosted Flakes. I, I was not a fan of the Cheerio. Oh. Okay. Uh, or Raisin Bran. I, I had that. You like the Raisin Bran? Uh, nope, it was just what yeah. was here. <laughs> Uh, I was never allowed to have any of the, the kid cereals. Oh, like the tasty cookie-flavored ones? Yeah. yeah. Nope. Uh, yep. And uh, this is where my dad and I learned to just uh, sit in the same room together completely silent for, you know, about an hour or so. And uh, Kept that tradition up for decades. He was <laughs> still going strong. That's a good thing. That some family bonds uh, never break. <laughs> uh... Yeah, we're, uh, I've got all my equipment here. We're, we're facing each other more directly at a table. Yeah, that is weird. It's very odd. Yeah, we're usually at a pretty, uh, pretty close together. Yeah. Uh, we're at an angle usually. Uh, there, there's not a, uh, large object between us. Uh, well, unless one well, of us gets really heavy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and just one of us, ladies. Yep. Just one of us. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm almost, uh, so off-put by this that I don't know how to start. I think we talk about a comic. <laughs> I mean, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we usually necessarily do. <laughs> well, we could try. We could try. I guess that's what we have been doing for 180 episodes. <laughs> yeah. And we've never got it yet, but why not try one more time? Hey, 
There's always one ninety one. So for uh, brevity's sake, let's uh, just call this Gladstones. Yeah. Because I am already tired of saying that name. Yeah. Um, written by Mark Andrew Smith, drawn by Armand Villavert. Hmm. Villavert. Villavert. I don't know. It's got some L's in it, but yeah, it's not an American name, so who knows? Exactly. It's all up in the air. Yeah. Uh, this is an image book, right? Yep. Yep. It's a collection of I think six issues, maybe. I think so. Yeah. First six issues of Gladstones. Yep. Uh, it is a. Uh, is a book about uh, wannabe supervillains and the the children of uh, uh, former supervillains who are all attending this school to learn how to become uh, better supervillains. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, something happens. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um. You should have read all the promo copy for this this book. Uh, it would have done better. Yeah, maybe. Well, they they have promo copy on the back, and it uh, completely spoils the story on the inside. Yeah, it does. Uh, like so maybe. So uh, I guess at this point, it's not a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. We can spoil away. Yeah, and here it goes. If it is in uh, very large type on the back of the <laughs> book you are buying, it's not a spoiler. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, the battles between superheroes and supervillains are fake. What? What? They're not real. They're not real. They're comic books. Oh. <laughs> I guess I owe. Uh, I guess I owe Joji five dollars. Yeah, he told me that once. <laughs> I didn't believe him. <laughs> I'm sitting my water on the ground because uh, <laughs> I'm afraid of spilling it all over everything. Uh, now you've got me nervous about my tea. I'm gonna put the lid. Uh, on. I am super nervous about your tea I as well. I will put the lid. The lid is on. All right. Uh, just hope uh, none of the cats come by and, uh, drink it or knock it over. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gladstone's School for World Conquerors. Uh, I get the distinct impression that you did not like this book. I, I, I started out wanting and expecting to really like it. Okay. And then I started reading it. And I immediately did not like it. Uh, spoiler for our process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't tell me what book it was, but you did tell me before you picked it that uh, you had started reading a book that you absolutely hated and that uh, you decided you weren't going to pick it. You had to find something new real quick. Right. But then you uh, picked this book, and so I asked you what the book you decided not to pick was, and you said it was this book. <laughs> Well, because I read uh, a little further, and I was like, oh, this is going to build into something much bigger, and it's intriguing, and like it's maybe maybe uh, slow to start, and I think I am going to really like it. But <laughs> I ended up not liking it. Not as much as I, I initially thought I was going to dislike it, but right. somewhere in between. Um, yeah, I was... I would... Say it was. It's fair to say I'm uber disappointed with this book. All right. Um, I I went into it knowing that uh, you 
at least really hated the first issue. Yeah. Uh, thinking that maybe it turned around for you by the second issue. Uh, so, you know, I kind of went in with uh, lowered expectations. Uh, and uh, I think I'm pretty sure I'm on the same page with you about uh, the beginning of this. Uh, that I, uh, yeah, it was not good. Um, <laughs> it, it, it opens with, it basically opens with a lengthy voiceover. Yeah. By yeah. some dude who was never named. Uh, <laughs> who we never really see again, who never really has much of a bearing on anything else in this <laughs> book. Uh, to pretty much give us like 30 pages of exposition. Uh, pointless exposition. Right. Yeah. Uh, because basically it tells us why this book is called Gladstone School for World Conquerors. And it turns out that this story, it doesn't matter why the hell it's called Gladstone School for World Conquerors. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, it would have been an interesting, like, one-page thing, like, yeah. like, oh, this guy started it, but he was an inept villain, and he got frozen in concrete, and this other guy took over right. panel four, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, it, yeah, like you said, it was page after page after page of that, and you're just like, okay, this is going to be really important. Right. Never, ever comes back into play. Nope. Uh, and after that, the story structure of this is just weird. Because uh, it's like a series of short vignettes, but they kind of tie together. I mean, it's character building. Right. Because the same characters in each vignette. Right. But. It's establishing who they are and their relationships to each other. and We get a little bit of backstory here and there. But then, like, the, the twist, which, again, was spoiled on the back of this book. Right. Which I honestly, uh, I had read... Up to that part in the the book already, uh, before I even flipped the book over to to see the back, so I, like I didn't even see that, uh, and I'm kind of glad for that, because because it did make it a little bit more interesting, right? Um, yeah, but I think had I read the back, I would have been just disappointed. Yeah. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seemed like like because yeah, on the back it's in bold type and it's. You know, like, this is the crazy crux of the story that, you know, it's all fake. And I was like, wow, I love stuff like that where, like, it's like, you know, which reality is real or, like, characters in a fictitious reality realize they're in a fictitious reality or anything along those lines, like, I'm really just interested in. And although that is sort of in the story, it's it's never really a big part of the story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's present, but it's not like the story doesn't revolve around that. It's more around... You know, just like you know, one of the kids has a crush on one of the other ones, and right. like these two, uh, two twins or or two two siblings, um, go visit their their mom in in prison, and you know, right? It's just short stories about these characters, yeah. And I like that. Like I didn't dislike any of that part, right? Uh, but like that, like they set up, just kind of you know, got me off to a rocky start with it. Uh, and then by the time we get to what is, I guess, the crux of this story, like, you know, I kind of almost didn't care. Uh, 
Uh. Yeah, I think I think I would have liked it much better if they just never even bothered with any sort of overarching like big story. If if every if every issue was just you know like short stories about yeah. these kids. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have liked it so much better. I kind of got to agree with you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was really disappointing. Because uh, I mean, it's a fun comic for the most part. Right. Uh, and, and you know, I've often. I often say that, you know, comics need to be more fun. Uh, it just feels, I don't know, like they tried, not shoehorn, but, you know, they they just tried to present this big epic thing, you know, that they're apparently going for uh, in what essentially should just be, you know, quirky little comic strips, you know. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe over time it would build up to something bigger, but right, it's like yeah, they start off, and even like you you know pointed out on the back cover, like it's advertising, like here's what this is about, and right. it's it's not about that at all. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, man, like like I feel bad for wanting to trash this book. I, I don't want to trash it, because I'm thinking maybe, like, I know people that like it, like that shop in my work, that right. were super excited about it, and that's one of the reasons, you know, I gave it a look, and I'm sure it has an audience that would really enjoy it, it just, it's not me. Right. It's definitely not me. Well, I mean, it seems like I should be in that audience, and I wasn't digging it. Right. Uh, but, like, I didn't hate it. At all, you know, like I just kind of, uh, I just kind of found it pointless for the yeah. most part. And just, uh, like there, yeah, I just really like the small bits better right. than I like, you know, yeah. the, the overarching thing. Yeah, I mean, there's good, I mean, there's, I really like the art. Like the art's good. The art's okay. I'm um, not a huge fan of it. I think it's a little sparse. Well, yeah, that there's like hardly any backgrounds, which, right. like, that's, Usually not a problem, but I mean, this is, this is kind of like, it's not set like in a, in somebody's room or like in an open expanse. It's like set in this world that they're trying to create and it's like, you don't really ever get to see it. You right. Know, because they don't really show you the background very much. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it was distracting to the, like, the, there's so few backgrounds that it was distracting when there was stuff going on. Right. Uh, and yeah, that's not. A good thing. <laughs> uh, the art's not bad. It's just, just uh, I don't know, lacking something. Uh, I think it's saved by coloring a lot. The coloring's pretty, pretty spectacular. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's good character work. Like, like the characters all have like personality. Oh yeah. And, you know, they're very animated. Yeah, and you can look at them and see, <clears throat> see part of the personality. It's not just right. all in the writing. Yeah. So, so much like the story itself, uh, the art is, uh, you know, just, just lacking that something that could put it really over the top and make it excellent. Right. Because, <clears throat> yeah, it's not bad. Uh, it's just not great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, like, as far as I know, I mean, unless we just stopped ordering it because Jeremy orders most of the image, I don't. I don't even know yeah, if it still comes up. Talk about that. <laughs> um, this book doesn't come out anymore, does it? It's over, I believe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, 
I read the the afterward, and you know, they clearly want to do more. Yeah, they just claims. where the story ends. You know, you can tell that they're they they want to do more. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, honestly, like I had heard of this book, but like I never knew when it came out. I it was just always sort of like this random image book that was coming out right. for a while that nobody ever talked about. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, because I know. It, I kind of flipped through yesterday, and we only have single issues that are in this trade. Um, so I've, I don't think I've ever seen like a seventh or eighth issue. Right. Um, but I never, I never looked it up to see. But um, yeah, I feel like it didn't do as well as uh, initially, you know, people thought it might. Like, like even the people that loved it at, at my work. Um, they're like, oh yeah, make sure you add that to my file. And after the first issue, they're like, yeah, this book's really good. And, and then like, I never heard anything else about it, so I don't know if they quickly lost interest or or what. But that's far more than I ever heard about this book. Mm-hmm. Like, I never saw reviews for it online. I never saw promotion for it anywhere. It's just one of those things where, like, you know, I was going through the previews list, and you know, I see this Gladstone book, right? And I just assumed it was. I don't know what I assumed, but I didn't think it was this book. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I ever even saw it on the shelf anywhere. You know. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the idea of the book. I mean, I school oh, for yeah, the, That's the idea awesome. is fine. Uh, well, yeah, there are so many pieces to this thing that work, but then, like, something... For every piece that works, there's at least one or two things that work against it. Yeah. 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 I, would, I would agree with that totally. Yeah, it's kind of... It's just... I mean, it's honestly just kind of a mess. Like, yeah. like it's not real coherent and it's not focused, right? Uh, and, and it's not so unfocused that each chapter is completely separate. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. You right, know, they're yeah. all separate, but it, they still try to link it together too much. And I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a glue missing to to a lot of this, I think. And the the it's basically superhero wrestling story line right. is just you know it's not uh it's not working to, to be that glue which i think is what he wanted it to be right uh <laughs> and then there are like annoying things about it like uh uh there's like a 17 page diatribe about comic books yeah which yeah. is like i'm reading comic books don't <laughs> yell at me yeah i i, I didn't like that either yeah. And like yeah, like like the like they're trying to introduce comic books and like superhero comic books into this superhero comic book. And it's sort of like this weird, you know, multi level right. Grant Morrison y type thing. You know, like levels upon levels of, you know, <laughs> mind fuck. And it, like it never really pays off. Uh, and like I said, there's like thirty pages of him using a character to just yell at people about comic books. Well, yeah, and it, and it, and it's like, and the thing they're yelling is that comics are worth reading and blah blah blah. And you're like, right. I, I'm reading one. Yes, exactly. I know. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, I'm reading it. Why don't you make this one worth reading? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I did like like Kid Nefarious is one of the main characters. He's like the largest drawn character on the cover, so it leads yeah. me to think he's you know the prominent character. Um, even though they all have kind of equal time in the yeah, book, but, so. but uh, 
Also, by far, not my favorite character. No, the Skull Brothers, right? Oh, yeah. 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 They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's some really interesting characters. There's the, the kid that looks like Ambush Bug. He's awesome. <laughs> um, I totally thought that, too. Uh, there's even a scene where like he's sneaking out of his room and he leaves behind like a, a doll. Like in his place. Oh, yeah. It was like, hey, that's Ambush Bucket. <laughs> Is that Cheeks? <laughs> but I like, I mean, like, like I would have loved, there's like one little snippet where Kidna Ferris's uh, father, like, sneaks over to some, like, terrifying galaxy and gets this rare flower that anybody that picks it, like, right. is killed instantly or, like, somebody, I forget. But he brings it home to his wife and, uh, and uh and it's not a big deal to her because he's already given her a hundred of them and right. like yeah like i would have loved that as like a just a separate little mini, yeah. mini comic or a short story or whatever yeah. like like that part was awesome like it was like a like a multi-page battle between you know uh i forget the guy's name probably nefarious nefarious yeah. something <laughs> right uh you know completely silent uh, just him massacring everyone to get this flower, and he brings it home, and then, yeah, we see it's not a big deal. Yeah, that part was awesome. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the book. Yeah. And then the ending shits on it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like the last page or whatever. Yep. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like if you're watching The Avengers, and you stay through all the credits, <laughs> and then uh, right at the end, uh, the thing we see is like Tony Stark just uh, on the toilet reading the paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that demystifies a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, and like like you mentioned a minute ago, like I like that's that's the reason I even decided not to pick this book originally. Like after I started reading it, because I was like, I I mean, you know, like occasionally I don't mind if something we pick, uh, you know, we don't like, and we right. you know, have some things to. Constructive criticism or just hate mail, whatever. Right. To, but but I really don't like. I really just like talking about books that I like to read, or that I enjoyed reading. Right. Um. So yeah, like I I feel bad because I don't want to just discourage people from reading this thing because you might like it, you know, yeah. listener. You might. Well, I like think it. there's a lot of potential in this. Yeah. You know, and, you know I, I don't. Uh, I don't mind talking about something that's bad. Uh, you know, I. I go into this hoping that everything we read is good. Yeah. You know, because uh, obviously you you read a bad book, you know, you're just, you feel like you've wasted, you know, a couple of days of your life. Well, not only that, I mean, you'd rather promote something good to people who hadn't, who hadn't heard of it well, than, sure, yeah. than, like, trash something. But, yeah. But, but occasionally you know, this happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. It, uh, it's going to continue to happen as long as you keep pick, picking comics. Yeah, or movies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's also a fun to venting about something that's not great. Yeah, but this one's not so bad that I feel exactly. like trashing it. Yeah. This one is, yeah, like like I said, I think there's a lot of this that has potential. Yeah, it's just so unorganized that that it just never reaches anything. I mean, if it wasn't in a slick cover, it would feel more like something, and it wasn't colored so well. It would feel like something one of our friends made, and we're like. This is a great start. Right. This yeah. is a really good start. Right. Yeah. Get it cleaned up and put together, and you're going to do all right, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
Hmm. Uh, there is clearly something I've tried to say, but I can't <laughs> get it out of my head. Uh, uh, <laughs> fart nugget. <laughs> Had you? Uh, were you familiar with either one of the creators at all? I have never read anything by either of the creators. No. But they have done other stuff they know. Uh, I know, I think, the writer, Mark Andrew Smith, I think he's done something else. I, hmm. Again, like, like just for some reason, this book is completely off my radar. Right. I'm just sort of like, you know, in the peripheral. Right, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, there's just... I don't know. Yeah, there's just so much about this book that was uh, disappointing that just made a lot of the good parts not work either. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel bad for kind of trashing this book because... It's got potential. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think we've said hundreds of times already. That's what frustrates us the most. Exactly. When when something could be so good and it just isn't. Yeah, we'd rather read just... You'd rather read The Infinite than Gladstone. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. uh-huh. yeah. then you can just gnaw into it. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and not feel the least bit bad about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well. It happens. Yeah. Middle of the road. Middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, I'm sure I'm sure someone out there would totally enjoy this and think that we're idiots for not liking it. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm sure. Whatever. That's fine. I mean, and it does like like a, like I said, I enjoy the the concept and some of the characters, and yeah. so it makes me curious what a, what else the writer's done. And like like I said, I like the art, so I'm sort of curious about you know. It's like it hasn't put me off on either one of these these dudes, right? Right. Um, but uh, but I think if there's a second trade, I wouldn't pick it up. Right. You know? Um. That sort of makes me think. I think I mentioned this recently even i can't remember what book we were talking about at the time but it just seems like you know image is you know one of those companies where you have to put up you know like you know a fee beforehand you know and then you you put your you know your your life and your soul and your blood and your sweat into into putting out this book and there's always that potential that you know like, I'm sure Image will continue publishing the book until you decide that uh, you have no more money to, you know. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so it seems like if you get that chance, you know, to, to have something done, you know, through, well, through any publisher, really, you know, why? And, I mean, you know, a lot of people have ideas where it's like, man, I could do this forever and that's awesome but you know at the same time you kind of realize that you know well this could also fail horribly right uh so i should just tell a story that i really want to tell wrap it up nice and neatly exactly yeah leaving vague things open here and there or just not you know not killing the universe you know (laughs) that thing so i can always come back and tell more right but Uh, but not leaving it like Build into some 300-issue story off the bat. Exactly. And that's kind of what seems like this was doing. Right. And, you know, like, yeah, I mean, maybe they'll do more. I don't know. Uh, But, you know, it just seems like where there's always that 
and I hate to say this, but where there's always that, that potential for failure. Yeah. You know, maybe you should plan for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or at least, I mean, like, maybe that's why something isn't successful is because, you know, someone does just read a, like us, we read this first six issues and, like, yeah, like, like not that everything has to be wrapped up in some neat little tidy box, but no, it, yeah. it's it's like, yeah, we've got all these plans and it's going in a million different directions and, like, there's nothing really... No footing to latch onto as far as like exactly. here's the feel of the book yet. I mean, it's just more like right. okay, here's all these ideas. Ah, right. It doesn't gel though. If I read a six issue trade paperback or mini series or whatever, uh, I want a complete story in that, and I also want to come back for more. Yeah. You know, it, and there's ways to do that, and I don't think that this one did it. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I just think that they just sort of. You know, put too much into it to, to say this is all the stuff that we're doing. We're, this is what we want to do, and and uh, uh, we ran out of pages. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like they're excited creators. Oh with, yeah. And they have all this creative energy, and like I respect that. But yeah, I think focus plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like sometimes you reel it in a little bit, and you know, exactly. And, and it's it's more you know, like not mysterious, but it's more alluring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about this book uh, that we haven't said already multiple times. So, take a break. Sure. All right.
Hey, welcome back to Eric's parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's nice here. It is. Yeah. I like it. It's very quiet. Yeah, I is. mean, not that it's, you know, it hasn't been very noisy at your place since your neighbors left, but right. I have never heard a peep out of anything <laughs> here. Yeah, uh, well, before you came over, I was uh, trying to cook dinner, and uh, the the one cat who uh, comes out uh, just kept crying for no reason, uh, probably just because I wasn't paying attention to him at that particular point in time, because right. I was cooking. So uh, he runs around here, he's noisy. Uh, usually I've got the uh, the TV turned up all the way, so, you know, that's... Uh, that's a thing that happens occasionally. All right. Uh, but yeah, when the TV's off and the cats are asleep, uh, it's, it's pretty peaceful. It's pretty peaceful. It's uh, I gotta I gotta tell you, uh, maybe it harkens back just to my my childhood, but uh, I get a little creeped out in this place sometimes. Really? Yep. I see. I thought you were gonna go with, you know, get, get you feel all warm and nostalgic. Oh no, creeped out. A little bit creeped really? out. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I, uh, cause I house sit for my parents at least twice a year, and I have been for like the past 13 years. Uh, I gotta, gotta admit that, uh, by Wednesday, uh, I usually feel just crushing loneliness. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially since, like, you know, we have three cats here. They're not very social. Right. Uh, yeah. The one is occasionally social when it suits him. Uh, then there's, of course, Max, who is... Uh, I used to think he was the most awesome cat in the world. I don't think so, <laughs> so much anymore. Because uh, he just wants to spend all of his time outside or sleeping. <laughs> is, is there a place like called like Rent-A-Puppy or something where you could... <laughs> Like whenever you house it, you could just get a puppy and yeah, I don't like dogs. No. Yeah. They're, they're friendly though. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Uh, I just need a girlfriend. Mm. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Is there a place you can rent one of those <laughs> when your parents are out of town? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like risky business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could hurt yourself sliding around here on the tile in your socks. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's when I wear slippers. <laughs> yeah. See. Yep. You're smarter than a Scientologist. That's <laughs> that's something, right? <laughs> oh, we're gonna get sued. <laughs> Can you get sued by Scientologists? Uh, you can get sued by Tom Cruise. Oh, really? He is litigious. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, short stuff. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, occasionally, like, uh, when it's super quiet and especially at night, yeah, I, I feel a little, uh, creeped out and really lonely and, and desperate here sometimes. Really? And, and I get kind of sad. Well, that's I mean, fun. which, you know, is almost par for the course for me. Just, uh, seems amplified here. Oh, really? Because yeah. it's bigger and more spacious. And, yeah, I right? think so. Yeah. Well, at your place, I mean, you're right by a busy street so you can hear traffic and there's like, ne'er-do-wells playing their accordions and <laughs> magic together and outside your window. But yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of like, you know, nothing. Like, I can't hear a, anything outside yeah. here. Maybe an occasional, like, airplane going over or something. But yeah, Rarely, yeah. Or, you know, during the day, obviously, you hear people outside mowing their lawns or whatever. Or the assholes who live behind my parents and their stupid dog. 
Uh, or the assholes who live next door to my parents and their stupid dogs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously I do like this place. Uh, I like this house. I, I lived here for 20 years. Uh, so, so there is some nostalgia, but at the same time, like, you know, like, like you go to your mom's house, like you, like even before you, you had to move back in with her, like you're, you had a lot of stuff still there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything here. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, the day that I moved out to my mom, tore out all my shit of my old bedroom <laughs> and redecorated it in her, you know, vision. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I think there's still like, cause my room was originally the basement. Right. Uh, which I last week just moved back into. Right. Um, and I think there's still like posters, like band flyers and things that I hung up when I was like 18 or like 17 because I moved out when I was 18. Right. But yeah, there's still like high school stuff hanging up in, in the room I'm sleeping in right now, which. Right. Yeah, that is, I mean, it's kind of like I look around and I feel like, you know, I didn't, I haven't grown up at all. Like, <laughs> like all my comics are still down there and like. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm, uh, I'm also not allowed to go into my old bedroom. Really? Yeah. It's off limits. It's off limits. It is closed. Uh, the room I stay in, uh, when, when I'm house sitting is the guest room. Uh, <laughs> did they, I mean, is there still a bed though in your old room? No, there's still a bed there. It is a, an additional guest room now. Wow. Uh, my well, old, my old desk guest. is there. Uh, it's got, desk? uh, just desk. Uh, yeah. Uh, I never had a drawing desk. Um, and like, there are some paperback books in the drawer from, you know, when I was a kid. That's pretty much it. Right. That is all that is left of, of me in this house anymore outside wow. of pictures. Well, this place doesn't have a basement. No, which, it does like, not. Like, I'm, I'm sure my mom would have had to have gotten rid of all my stuff if we didn't have right. a basement. But yeah. but, yeah. No, it was made under uh, no uncertain terms that uh, I move out, all my shit moves out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's and, smart. Uh, and there is no returning. <laughs> I'm sure my mom has regretted her her uh, course of action over the years. But yeah, because my my brothers moved back uh, with his wife once. They lived there for a little while um, when they were they were trying to sell their house, and they thought it was like imminent. And they moved back in, and then like the house never sold, so they had to move back into their house. So. Right. Like he had, he still had some stuff there in the attic, like some some old like. <laughs> so he had the basement. And, he had the attic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't live there at the time, but but yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have an attic. I don't think there's anything up there. Uh, oh, we should find out. <sighs> you can go up there if you want. Uh, I don't want to go out in the garage. It's hot out there. Oh, you have to go to the garage. Yeah. I don't want to wake the chloroformed cleaning lady. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, we have a shed, and, uh, a couple of years ago, there was some old toys and shit of mine in there, but I think that got all thrown out, so. Uh, yeah, it's, this is, you know, pretty much just like being a guest and then, uh, someone else's house. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, free food, central air, uh, cable TV, you know, there's occasionally some kitty cats running around. Occasionally a nice kitty cat will say hi to me, and occasionally an asshole will run away from me. <laughs> Uh, I hate that cat. That's the worst cat in the world. (laughs) 
there are three cats here. I'm sure I've talked about them on the show before. There's Max, who's a big, fat butterball of a cat who just sort of hangs out and sleeps and eats and goes outside. He's pretty, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, then there's JC, who can be awesome. Uh, he can be super lovable, but he's also super annoying because he will not shut up if he's awake. Uh, and then there's Emmy, who is just a real dickhead. Uh, he'll, he won't come out, uh, unless he thinks you're not around. Uh, if he sees you, he'll run away. Uh, won't let you get anywhere near him, won't let you touch him, won't let you pet him. Uh, for some reason, if you happen to make physical contact with him, he will howl like he is in pain. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he like a stray you found or something? Uh, he and JC were brothers. They were, uh, rescued, uh, from, uh, they were actually, uh, uh, from Chicago. Uh, wow. uh, my, uh, my aunt, uh, who you've met, uh, they live next to a junkyard. And, uh, like, so there's strays in and out of there all the time. And uh, I guess during, like, a really bad rainstorm, like, my aunt heard screaming. And she ran outside and saw two kittens drowning in a puddle in her yard. Oh. And she grabbed them and brought them inside and saved them and nursed them back to health and then gave them to my mom. See, that's an awesome story. Yeah. And then one of them turned out to be just a <laughs> real piece of shit. See, that's what they leave out those Disney movies. You know? <laughs> they don't, they never want to let that, let that bit of the story, uh, see the light of day. Yeah, and uh, he's always puking everywhere. So you know, every every day when I get up and every day when I come home, I have to uh, go on my vomit search because uh, because uh, there's a new place every time. Uh, you know, you know. Yesterday, I actually uh, didn't get to eat breakfast because I, I got up in plenty of time to go to work. But I got up and there was cat shit. Uh, like at the bottom of the stairs in the basement. Yeah. And, and that is like the second time that's happened uh, in the last week. And, uh, and I was like, oh, that sucks. And I cleaned it up and I looked over and I saw another pile, like, like a foot away from the litter box, which is in the basement. Right. And, um, and I was like, oh, great. So I went and I picked that up and I looked over into the corner, like behind, cause like, you know, like there's a litter box and a pile of shit and in the corner. And I saw the corner and there was like eight more piles of shit and some of them had been there obviously for days because it was all like petrified looking. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? And I like look in the litter box to make sure, you know, like it's not like just horribly, you know, horrifying or something. Because right, right. we, we scoop it out every day. Right. Uh, and then I looked in it and it looked fine. It didn't like smell like, you know, ammonia or anything. Right. And, and like, you know, while I'm cleaning up some of the shit, this cat goes and gets in the litter box. I hear him pee, and I was like, "Okay." So he, you know, he's found the litter box. This is good. He walks out of the litter box, looks up at me, and shits on the floor right there. <laughs> and I just yell at him, and he runs away. It's it's my mom's cat, Buzz. Okay. And uh, so he hates you. He hates me. Well, not only that, but then I am cleaning up that pile of shit, and and while he's doing while I'm doing that, he's he's doing something else. And, uh, and I didn't know this until, like, right before I left, because I go to make up my bed, and he pissed on my bed while I was cleaning up his shit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't like me for some reason. All of a sudden, too. Like, because, like, this time last week, he was, like, sleeping in the same bed right. with me, and, like... because well, he moved down to the basement. Possibly. He moved into his bathroom. 
<laughs> He's like, Master's getting weird. He wants to watch me poop while he sleeps. But yeah, that, that sucks. Uh, that does suck. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> this has been cat talk. Yeah, it has. <laughs> We're cat guys. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to grow up to be lonely, old, creepy cat guys. Oh, don't forget bald. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just trying to talk about something else. <laughs> 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 uh, um, I uh, made my first foray into digital comic books. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I bought myself one of them, their tablets. What up? Yeah. What up, tablet? <laughs> uh, after, uh, some research and, uh, investigation, I found a non-Apple made tablet that I kind of wanted. That got some pretty good reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, no thanks to, uh, my friend Andy, who uh, was of no help to me whatsoever. Uh,. <laughs> Um, but about, uh, I bought an Asus Transformer TF300. Oh, it turns into a robot, too. Maybe. Huh. I haven't figured out all the features yet. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy will know how to transform it. He's oh, really yeah, good at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went out Friday and I bought it. Uh, my friend works at a, uh, at a office supply store that sells them and she gets a discount so I had her buy it for me uh, obviously it was my money but uh, her discount <laughs> uh, brought it home uh, it said uh, to charge it for 8 hours before use I did that and uh, it was a fucking brick you mean it was heavy? Uh, no it just didn't work oh, no, that sucks uh, the, the touch screen on it didn't work so you could just uh, you could turn it on and, uh, like, obviously, I know I'm talking to sort of a, uh, <laughs> Neanderthal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can say Neanderthal, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a tablet, uh, you can, like, turn it, you know, one way or the other, and, like, the screen moves. Right. Your landscape or portrait. And it would do that, but, uh, you couldn't touch any of the buttons <laughs> on it. Uh, it would just sit there. So I couldn't even turn it off. Because when you hit the power button, it brings up a window that says, would you like to power down? <laughs> and you're supposed to touch yes okay, or no. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh called my friend uh, Saturday evening because she, uh, she has another job uh, like that's actually not too far from my parents' house. So when she got off work, she swung by here and uh, I gave her the tablet because she was working at the supply store again on Sunday. And, uh, so she exchanged it for me, and I guess she even had, like, their tech people look at it, and it was just straight out of the box, a piece of shit. Huh. Well, it was a really expensive nightlight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, she exchanged it, and, uh, while she was at work, uh, cause, you know, she did it, like, first thing she got there, and then she plugged it in and charged it her entire shift. Nice. You know, so it got the full eight hours of charge, there and you go. she brought it over to me, and it uh, and it worked. So I spent all last night trying to configure it, and um, this uh, comic shop that I used to go to, uh-huh. yeah. uh huh, <laughs> they uh, they have a website, uh, which I think it's been a year, maybe less. So, since you've had the site, yeah, uh, 
I'd say at least or, a year. Or at least since it's been active. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was just kind of one of those horrible websites that looks like no one ever right. gave it a second look yeah, yeah. For, for a long time. But, yeah. But uh, they, they have a... Uh, a uh, button right on there that allows you to uh, buy a digital comic through them. So you buy a digital comic and you support your local comic shop. Best of both worlds. It is. Uh, so uh, if you're uh, if you're out there looking to get into digital comics, uh, see if your local comic shop has a similar deal, and uh, that way you can uh, help them out. And if not, go to jackmavericks.com. There you go. Help out my local comic <laughs> <Yeah>. shop. <laughs> help them. Uh, Fight against uh, magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I uh, went through the list of different comics and found that uh, digital comics are kind of a ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're mostly the, the same price as buying a physical copy, which makes zero sense to me. Uh, and I know, like Marvel and DC, they do like the month after a book comes out, they you know drop in price like by a dollar, right. which is better, but still not great. Uh, so, I bought a bunch of 99 cent comics that I found floating around on there. And, uh, I, uh, queued them all up through the, the Comixology Mavericks, you know, hybrid website thing that I was at. Yeah. And it told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> oh, literally. Uh, I just said that, uh, my account was, uh, inactive. And hmm. it didn't have any kind of way for me to activate the account. What's what is it supposed to do? I don't even know what, what it does. Uh, basically, you go through like you you pick out the books that you want, you add it to your cart. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you know it says check out, and I click the button. You type in my information, my credit card number, all that, and uh, and it said that uh, your order did not go through. Your account is inactive. Huh. So I'd uh, email their tech support. And, Today, they finally got back to me and said, oh, sorry, your account's active now. And so this afternoon, I went through again and uh, bought all the books I was going to buy last night. Sweet. Uh, and uh, downloaded about $30 worth of comics wow. digitally to, to use on my tablet. I bet it's one of those things, you know, like price point-wise, that'll it'll transition, I'm sure. They're just, like, trying to probably not piss off the people that are still buying. Right. Tangibles. I think there's a lot of retailers anyway, and uh, maybe this is true for the person I'm looking at right now. I don't mm. know. But uh, I think a lot of retailers are dead set against the whole digital comic thing. Uh, that, you know, like digital comics are going to hurt, you know, the stores. and uh, Which, I mean, I guess there's always that possibility that they will. But a lot of comic fans also seem to be kind of dead set against digital, too. Well, I mean... It's it's hard to, uh, I'm you know, because a lot of comic collectors are that. I mean, they're collectors right. too. They, I mean, they read them, but they. It's also like, at least half of it is this weird psychosis where they right. want they want all the shit in their house and in perfect condition and yeah, yeah. and like you can't have that with with digital, right? Unless they you just get the reading experience. You know how how awesome would it be though if they put in some sort of uh, element to the digital comics that. Just randomly over the years, like, your comics get damaged. <laughs> your digital versions. Like, all of a sudden, like, you, like, go to reread a Conan annual and all of a sudden, like, a corner is missing or, like, you know, 
Uh, no, it'd have to be a digital thing, so it would be just become more and more oh, pixelated. Yeah, pixelated. Would, like lose resolution, right. you know, shrink yeah. in size. <laughs> See, now there's an idea, and you can, and and you ha- you have to like you know, I don't know, buy either buy another copy or to prevent that, you can buy some sort of digital bag and board. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I guarantee you, if Marvel or DC found out a way to sell a digital bag and board, yeah. They would, oh, yeah. Absolutely would. Uh, and like people would buy it just to be like quirky. Like I put all my comics in digital bags and boards. Right, they only yeah. cost a penny each. You know, of course I've got six million of them, so <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I haven't really read anything. I bought a couple of the because DC has some digital only books that they put out. Right. Uh, I think they eventually collect them and print them. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah, a couple yeah. of those. You're telling me about. You said Batman Beyond's one of those, right? Uh, yeah, Batman Beyond, and I guess uh, it's also uh, Justice League Beyond and Superman Beyond, and then there's a Legends of the Dark Knight that started, and I think they're even doing a Matches of the Universe digital separate from the print one that's coming oh, out. Oh, like a not the same content, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I bought a couple of those, and I bought uh, uh, checked out or. Decided to check out the two previous issues of uh, Eric Larson's Supreme. Oh yeah, because uh, those were a dollar ninety nine, and I like Eric Larson. I want to support him. I just, for whatever reason, have a hard time doing it, and I don't know why. No. But I figured, eh, digital. That that's that's good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the first issue? Uh, I got the first one. Uh, I still haven't read it yet, mm. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that seems like a. I mean, I'm. Since I switched to the mail order for the physical books anyway, I'm already waiting a month for books anyway. Right. So I can wait a month for digital books to be cheaper. Uh, I just wish they were more cheap. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It seems wrong to me to purchase something that you can't hold. Right. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm holding the tablet, but you know, I already paid $400 for that. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, it just seems like if I'm going to buy something that, that doesn't actually exist, you know, 99 cents is a good price point. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure out, though, like, like I don't know how it breaks down price structure-wise. Like, like a $4 comic, like, you know, how much does Marvel get? How much does the writer and artist get, like, for each copy? You know, like, how would that... Like, I'm sure they don't get paid by the copy, but I mean... Right. But I wonder, after Marvel pays, you know, the the creative talent, like, how many copies they'd have to sell to, to make their money... Yeah, you know, know, and then how much of it just goes into the paper cost. So I, I bet the paper cost really isn't that much. So I bet, you know, it's not unreasonable to think they would keep them pretty close just so they could pay everybody involved. Right. Well, I mean, but you have to, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's probably bullshit, but, you know, Marvel and DC have always said that the reason the prices keep climbing is because of the cost of paper right. and the cost of the printing. And so, I mean... Now it should not factor in at all. Exactly, right, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, huh. Well, they're like, oh, now we have to scan them all in. Right, and, yeah. yeah. Well, they're already scanned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, up until the point that they're physically printed, they are digital. Yeah. You know, they're just True. high resolution. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll write itself out, I think, at some point. But uh, at this point, it's still young and... People are still trying to figure it out, and I think Comixology is the only game in town at this point. 
Like, I, I don't know if there are alternatives to it or not. But. Not that I know of. That's, yeah. that's the one we use. Yeah. And, and, like, you mentioned earlier how retailers, like, you know, what they think of it. Like, I know us, you know, we're just kind of, like, you know, like, with most things that change in our hobby, we just kind of wait and see. Right. Um, like, we do have the thing through our site where you can buy digital, so we're not, like... Which, uh-huh. honestly, like, super surprised me that you guys even had that. Right. I'm sure that wasn't, you know, Jack's idea at all. <laughs> no, you know, but Jack, he probably still doesn't know that there's digital comics. Right, but. yeah. But I just, like, when I saw that you were doing that, I thought, no, that's a great idea, and also how progressive. Right, for Mavericks. Yeah. Especially for Mavericks, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, we're going to try it, and and we're not, so we're not against it, but at the same time, it is, like, it is just one more step into the future of our store not being a comic shop, probably. Right. Um, you know, because we, we've got toys and baseball cards and magic and all that and, and all that stuff is kind of getting bigger other right. than sports cards. Um, and I could see comics getting smaller as people do transition into the digital. I mean, right. unless, I mean, I guess they're going to put all the old books in digital form at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, they're they're slowly doing it. Like, Marvel, I think, has a pretty extensive archive of, like, a lot of their Silver Age and, and sort of Bronze Age stuff. And, uh, yeah, going through the DC books, they, they're a little more sporadic, but, you know, they've got just mm-hmm. chunks here and there of, of, like, some of their older books, you know, there. But I don't think they have... I don't think they have anything pre-80s, at least, right. uh, yet, anyway, that I've seen. I also haven't looked into it too much. Right. Uh, I know, like, uh, you can buy every issue of Savage Dragon digitally. Nice. So, uh, you know, there are people, individual creators out there, too, you know, at least making it available, if not, you know, pushing. You I know? actually just heard yesterday, because I'm part of the Bob Burden, the guy that does Carrots, uh fan club, right. and uh, his fan club guy emailed me and said, they're doing digital, all the Flaming Carrots digitally. There's right. a, like a Kickstarter for it right now. Okay, yeah. And Dave Sim recently, uh, I don't know if it's still going on or not, but I know it was a huge success. Yeah. Uh, but he had a Kickstarter to do Cerebus digitally. Uh, and like some of the details on it confused the hell out of me, but you know, I think. <laughs> that usually happens when Dave Sim's involved. It's true. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, uh, I think at first he was just doing like a couple of the, the phone books, not all of them, but I think, you know, I think he reached the goal where he said he would do every Cerebus story uh, well, digitally. That's, so. that's kind of cool. And he has a guy like already scanning shit in now, you know, for free. I, I wonder, have you seen any of the Silver Age digital books, like Marvel books or whatever? Uh, I've actually seen uh, Fantastic Four number nine. Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> So do they scan like mint copies or or what do they? Um, because I mean, part of the fun for me looking at old Silver Age books, like because you know they are like artifacts and collectibles, right. and like I I love seeing, you know, the like little bins and the stamps and all right. that stuff. Like it's no, part of it. they're they're pristine. I think these are because Marvel has always been they've been putting out the Marvel Masterworks for over. Uh, no, two decades now. Right. So I'm pretty sure that whatever they're doing to put those out is just, you know, a simple transfer over to the, the digital. Gotcha. So yeah, they're, they're all as clean as can be. And that, I mean, that's exciting too. Whenever, don't get me wrong. When we go through comic collections and you see a pristine silver age book, that's pretty fucking exciting too, but no less exciting is seeing one that has like dog eared corners and like little rips (laughs) on the edges and, 
like I mean that's part of the brings in a lot of character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just some. It's I mean, I associate damaged covers with well read. Yeah, yeah, with with and 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 with that era more than I right. would with mint versions because right. usually what you see is the the ones that are messed up. So I, I wonder if that would like put me off a little bit if I was reading. I mean, like first of all, like. I will probably be one of the last people that switches to digital comics, but right. but when I do, I think the Silver Age stuff will be what trips me up the most. Right. Uh, and, you know, not to say that, like, I'm totally giving up on the physical books either, because I still like physical books, mm-hmm. and I still want to read them, I still want to collect them. Uh, I've just decided that, you know, for books that, you know, maybe I'm not 100% behind, you know, like, I'll try them out digitally. Right. Uh, you know, especially if they're cheaper, especially if they're cheaper or, you know, just books that I like, but I don't love, you know, yeah, yeah, man, I'm still gonna get my, you know, box of comics every month, but, you know, I'm also gonna expand out to see, you know, what's out there digitally. And I know, you know, maybe there's a book out there, you know, cause I know Fanagraphics just uh, signed a deal with Comixology, uh, top shelf, you know, is, is publishing through them as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's smaller publishers out there who are making their stuff available digitally. And you got to think that that's going to reach a wider audience. Yeah. Than in previews. It's probably you know. good for them. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's, it, it is just an additional aspect uh, to, to my trying to read comics more, you know? Right. Yeah. And I'm sure, uh, the whole digital thing is, Right now, it's in an organic stage where it's changing, and it'll, right. it'll take a while to like to become what it will be in the future. Right. So. Uh, I just hope whatever it is, it's not webcom or uh, uh, oh, what the hell is that? The the animated comics, oh, uh, motion comics, yeah, uh, HP or what, what? What does it say on those Marvel books? You know? Oh, AP or AR, something yeah, like that. Augmented reality, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, but like you know, they they put up. You know, when the Watchmen movie came out, they put out the motion comic. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, I saw, like, the first issue done of that. And I was like, this, this is this is not anything I am into. Uh, even uh, Marvel had a Black Panther animated series that they were promoting. And all it was was the John Romita Jr. comic. Just... They just animated. They just slide the arms around a little bit. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's like the same shit that they did back in the '60s right. with Jack Kirby yeah. comics. Yeah. Like, yeah, that those like, '60s cartoons. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it's not much better. Wow. I mean, those I things. Mean, the, the transitions are smoother, and the, the technology is better. But for the most part, it's still the exact same as watching. You know. Right. You know, uh, cut up Avengers <laughs> comics running around yeah. on your TV, you know? I, and that stuff has a weird, strange appeal to me. Like, I would watch that and just be freaked out and, like, laugh at it and right. enjoy, totally enjoy it. Like, like sort of like an Ed Wood movie. Right. But, like, if you're actually legitimately trying to read a comic, the motion, air quotes, the, the motion is, like, what happens between the panels. Exactly. So you don't want to see your panels moving around. You right. Know? Yeah. Like, you just want to either give me a cartoon or a static image. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I haven't checked out any of the, the Marvel 
AR things or mm. whatever that, that uh, I haven't looked at that either, but I've heard nothing but bad things about them. Is uh, what is their their web comics push uh, Infinity or something like that? Marvel Infinity. Oh, I don't even know. Uh, it's like something like Mark Wade was involved with uh, putting together, and the, huh. like him and Stuart Iman did a Nova series. Oh, or something like yeah, that. I did hear about that. Okay, yeah, I don't know. But, huh. Yeah, I've never checked any of that out. Maybe I'll I'll give one a shot. I right. guess you know, but. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want my comics to move. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I like bacon and I like, uh, you know, uh, pineapple, but I don't want to have bacon pineapple here. Not even on a pizza? Especially <laughs> not on a fucking pizza. <laughs> if you get pineapple on your pizza, kill yourself. I do. I get pineapple on it. Kill yourself. No. Well, I guess I should. I should probably go kill myself. There's a whole box of knives over there. Are you just going to put me in the garage with the cleaning lady? Yep. <laughs> and then turn on the cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get to watch Cars on DVD? Uh-huh. Awesome. That's one of the few Pixar's I've never watched. That is uh, worse than death, probably. <laughs> I've never seen it because I have zero interest in seeing it, and I've heard nothing but bad things about it. So go fuck yourself, Cars. And Cars too. All right. All right. Pick a movie? Sure. Cars? <laughs> uh, you'll probably veto it almost as quickly. Okay. Um, Ooh, well, I'm excited. It is a movie I legitimately want to see. Okay. And I kind of hope you do too, but I don't expect that you would want to. All right. It's a Steven Soderbergh movie. Okay. Do you want to veto it already? Uh, <laughs> I don't hate him. Okay. Cool. I honestly can't think of... Too many movies that uh, I've ever seen by him. Maybe really? something by him. Uh, he did Bubble. Never saw it. He did uh, Ocean's Eleven. I like that. Okay. Uh, um, and then, like, all the other Ocean's Elevens. I only saw the first one. <laughs> um, did he do Out of Sight? I don't know that one. The, the uh, George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez, Emerald Leonard thing? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I think he did. I, I like that a lot. I did see one, like, kind of weird experimental movie that he did. Schizopolis? Yeah. That was bizarre. I've never seen it. It's on my Netflix game. But none of those are the one I was going to pick. Can I guess? Uh-huh. Uh, Haywire? Nope. Oh. Is that an old? That's an old one. No, that just came out. Oh, did it? Okay. <laughs> well, let's watch that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one I was going to pick was Contagion. Oh, okay. Yeah? Right. Down for that? Yeah. Sweet. Well, then, Contagion. All right, then. What's Haywire? What's that? Uh, Steven Soderbergh made an action movie. Really? Yeah, with, uh, like, a, like some MMA, MMA female boxer somebody huh. as the uh, the main star. Weird. Yeah. I've never heard of it. I, I thought maybe there's a, there might even be another Haywire, but I was thinking there was a movie from, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. It, it has to be a common movie. Yeah, right? yeah. Like Giant Robots or something <laughs> in the movie. Haywire. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Contagion. I got, uh, it's not a movie I ever really wanted to see, but I got nothing against it. Sweet. So, yeah, let's do it. Cool. Alrighty. By that sound, it is, uh, time to go. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll see you uh, next week. Sweet. Bye.
You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time.